When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. After you've had a baby at some point, you might get bored or long for other kids to play with or even moms and dads to socialize with. How do you find playgroups? Are there rules or etiquette involved? I'm Tammy Pence, Playgroup Co-Director at Parent Connection, here today to talk about playdates. And this is Parent Savers, Episode 14. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I am your host, Casey Wilt. Parent Savers is all about helping new parents preserve their sanity by getting you the expert advice from the baby years through the toddler years. Feel free to send us emails or suggestions on our website, parentsavers.com, or our Facebook page, or you can call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775. I am a new parent myself. My son, Carson, he's about 19 months old now, and I'm joined by three new parents here in the studio. Hi, everyone. I'm Sunny Galt, and uh, I'm actually the host of our sister show called Preggy Pals. I am a new parent myself. I have a little boy, Sayer, who is, gosh, almost two years old now, and I have a newborn. I guess two months is still a newborn, right? Urban's about two months now. My name's Sarah Overby, and I have two-and-a-half-year-old twins. Um, One's a boy and one's a girl, and I work part-time for a software company in their marketing department. Hi, everyone. I'm a... Forget your name. (laughs) State your name. That wasn't what I was practicing in my head (laughs) over and over again. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back. My name is Owen uh, Hemsath. I am a video marketing guy out in North County, San Diego, and I'm a dad. Um, I have a stepson, Kanan, who's five. Uh, my firstborn is Jameson, uh, 13. He's 13 months, and uh, my wife, we're expecting our third uh, in two weeks. So it'll be a full house. Yeah, busy family. Yeah, can't wait. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Before we start today's show, here is the latest toy talk. Hello, parent savers. I'm Brian Miller. I own Geppetto's Toy Stores in San Diego. Today, we're going to talk about toy safety and guidelines for age-appropriate toys. First of all, we all know our children are brilliant, and they are. But you want to go by the age ratings on a package. A lot of research is done, and they're either age ranges. For example, a toy may be fit for a 6- to 8-year-old, or it may say 10-plus, for example, for an age rating. You want to listen to those. It's generally a guideline, so obviously use your judgment. But there is a lot of research that's put into those. For a toy, you want to motivate your child and you want to challenge them, but you don't want to frustrate them. So that's why those age 
warnings come in handy. The other part of age appropriateness is safety. That's very important, especially for choking hazards for children under three. If you visualize a toilet paper tube, any part of a toy that can fit through a toilet paper tube is definitely not safe for a child who's under the age of three. And also other safety warnings that may be on a toy. Some things may have sharp parts. For example, a chemistry set. Obviously, that's not suitable to give to a five-year-old, but it might be suitable for your 12-year-old. So really pay attention to the package labeling in terms of age warnings, in terms of safety warnings. Those are all very important. And also utilize your local toy store as a reference point for good knowledge and good information. You can visit our website, geppettostoys.com, for more information, or be sure to listen to Parent Savers for more toy tips in the future. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on Parent Savers, we have Tammy Pence, Playgroup Co-Director at Parent Connection, here to talk to us about the 411 on playdates. So... Tammy, what is a playdate, playgroup? How do you find them? Well, a playdate or a playgroup is just an opportunity for parents, both moms and dads, to get together with their kids. Um, we facilitate those through the Parent Connection, which you can find at www.sandiegoparent.com. The Parent Connection offers playgroups that are uh, based on age range and the region that someone lives in. For example, Mira Mesa, um, the playgroups are usually six month variants, so we'll have kids that are born between January of 2011 and June of 2011. And that's how we separate them out. Is Parent Connection only in San Diego or are there other things, groups that are like that across the states and everywhere else? The Parent Connection is actually facilitated by Scripps Hospital. And so we are a San Diego County-based organization, but there are similar ones that are nationwide. That we could find, I guess, just Google it? Mm -hmm. or Okay. How do you find another play date? Is there other resources out there? Like, do you just kind of go up to a mom and say, hi, you have a baby, I have a baby, let's be a group? Well, I was really fortunate. I actually started my play group before my first son was born. I was literally just walking the streets and saw a little note in somebody's yard that said, I'm a member of the Parent Connection. So I contacted the Parent Connection. And all it takes is one person. You give us your information and you become what's called a captain. And we have trainings literally about an hour, where we give you some hints and some advice and some ideas on how you can start a playgroup. But basically, it just takes one person to be a contact and then um, interested parents and interested Parent Connection members contact us. We give them the captain's contact information, and then you go from there. Well, and actually, I uh, worked with a family once, and so she, one person sent an email out saying, I'm pregnant. Um, do you know any other pregnant friends? And the next thing you know, they just spread the email and they created this group of just um, moms and they started meeting together when they were pregnant and then their babies were born at the same age and then they had them. And for me, like, I was a part of a breastfeeding support group at uh, the hospital that mm -hmm. they had. And sure enough, all the moms, you know, in my age group, we just started getting our f phone numbers and mm -hmm. now we have a mom's group. It's kind of funny that we just kind of created one, I guess. Well, it's very organic, too, because that's what people want. They want Absolutely. to... 
to get together with other parents and learn and, and things like that. And ours actually got up to about 60 members at one point. And oh, wow. my husband laughs because he says that when I go to the park, I'm picking people up all the time. But in <laughs> honesty, you know, if your kids gel with somebody, it's just something that they enjoy doing. Yeah. So, and we just invite them. Our play group um, meets weekly. And I can tell you a little bit more about what the play group experience is, but we meet weekly and. Is it, it mostly moms? Ours is moms and dads. In fact, we have moms' night outs and dads' night outs. And at the Parent Connection, we do really try to create a parent connection, which is moms and dads, but the majority is moms. Yeah, yeah, because we, we have a dads' play group um, that happens. The, the The girls go out with the kids, mm-hmm. and then we go out to the bar, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we hang out there for four hours. So <laughs> My husband would like that. One dollar off drafts. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is kind of a silly question. But really, what are we getting out of playgroups? Is this really for the parents? I mean, we talked about, like, moms getting a night out or whatever. Or is this for the kids? Or is it a little bit of both? I think that's an absolutely amazing question because I have gotten more out of this as a parent and as a woman and as a wife and as a friend than I ever thought I would. And my kids have gotten the socialization that I, as a teacher, really wanted them to have, to be able to go into a situation with confidence, with other adults, with other kids, the problem solving that they've learned, the sharing that they've learned. Um, And the women that I've met have been absolutely amazing. They're people from completely different political, religious, economic backgrounds, and all of us share this commonality. And I've met some of my best friends in the last four years. And it just keeps keeps going because your kids evolve, you evolve, and, you know, it's great to have somebody there laughing and crying when your kid cuts their hair off and <laughs> saying, yeah, mine will be next. So it's it's been a really good experience, not only for me, but for my husband and my kids. How do you involve, you know, older siblings or when you have kids of varying ages? Mm-hmm. You know, I have twins, so it's easy for me because they're always going to be the same age, and so mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that, whereas Owen said, you know, he's got kids of, you know, five and 13 months and now newborn. And so how can you, are there groups where, you know, your kids can get different experiences, different stimulation and that sort of thing? Absolutely. We let our captains decide whether or not they want to have older siblings. Um, I can talk from my experience when my son was born, didn't want any other walkers around. They might step on the baby. And then after you have your second or your third or fourth kid, you're like, bring them on. (laughs) Especially if anybody has, you know, an older sibling, it's great for Mm -hmm. the babysitting. Um, so captains get an opportunity to either invite the older siblings or younger siblings or not. And um, I actually have two different playgroups. And kind of what we've tried to do is facilitate activities that are going to be more age appropriate for whoever that particular group is. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. For example, if we go to Zoo Mars for a little field trip, we might want to take all the bigger kids on the train for that one, and then the dads will meet us there with the little kids. And so there's a little bit of a different experience for everybody. But um, playgroups and, and playdates are so easy when all it is is let's just go to a park yeah. and you just bring – the different toys. The big kids like playing with the little kids' toys. They leave the little kids alone. The little kids want to follow the big kids. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Well, that's what my wife does is they, they do a lot of uh, – She all week she's been doing play dates. Mm-hmm. And it's like 9 to 11 at the beach, at the park. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, very simple. But it's also from our internal group. So it's, mm-hmm. it's these friends, mm-hmm. you know, my wife and her friend and my wife and this friend. And I had never thought of it as a group situation. I always thought it was as a, like a, a one-on-one almost. Mm-hmm. Is it pretty flexible as far as, 
you know, for example, I work part time, got my kids, got this, my husband's got a varying work schedule as a fireman. So I couldn't necessarily commit to a group every single Tuesday. You know, my, my schedule varies every week. So is, are there groups where it is kind of floating or does it tend to be like 10 a.m. Tuesdays? That's the group. That's one of the great parts about the Parent Connection is we really have something for everybody. We have um, playgroups that are designated by age range and by area, region of town you live in, but we also designate them by specialty. There are foreign language playgroups. There are special needs playgroups. There are um, green playgroups. So there's all sorts of different activities and different groups to meet all the needs that people have. And quite a few of the playgroups, once you get to know people, once you get things established within your first six or eight months, nap time's always going to affect everybody's schedule. And then people go back to work part-time. And so it just kind of fluctuates. Our playgroup has changed days and changed times, I think, every six months for the last four years. And something always works for somebody. It seems like it could get really political too, like um, in terms of who to invite, who to invite, and who to invite again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got a group in Del Mar, for example. It's like, oh, you're from Oceanside. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure if you're right for this group. That mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, how do you know who to invite, and 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 how do you handle some of those internal conflicts that that might might arise? Well, like I said, we separate ours into age range and area. So most people are looking for playgroups that are going to be close to home. Yeah, you don't want to drive 45 minutes to have a cup of coffee with someone. Exactly. And especially with a kid, a nap and all that. But I can also see someone from San Marcos saying, hey, you know, from the inland area saying, you know, I want to get closer to the beach for my play dates. And we do have people who do join those. Um, We do let the captains make a choice when it comes to anyone who lives outside of the age range or the region specifically just to keep the numbers where it's more comfortable because it is very challenging to create a real experience and a real relationship if you've got 60 or 70 people there. So that's why we really try to focus on getting people within that particular region or age range just so we can offer more playgroups. And hopefully we would open one in Oceanside and then have one in Del Mar. And yes, there's going to be people who come and go. We have people who have moved out of our area and they still come back. Do most playgroups kind of stay open, so to speak, as far as allowing new people in? Because I have a little bit of anxiety over new playgroups. Like, I'm not involved with one right now, but everyone keeps telling me, oh, you have to get in a playgroup. And it's just one of those things on my to-do list, right? <laughs> um, and so, but I'm, I'm a little nervous about it because I feel like everyone's already going to have these established relationships and their kids are going to know each other. And right. Then, Good question. And then I'm the new kid on the block as, yep. as well as my toddler. So how do you how do you handle that? What's your advice for people? Well, first off, all of the Parent Connection playgroups are open to all members at all times. That is a requirement in order to be an active member on our uh, playgroup roster. I can tell you that we have a four-year-old playgroup and one of the newest members joined about three months ago and it's like any group of people. It takes a little while. You have to put yourself out there. You are talking with people who have very intimate relationships for potentially years or potentially not, but Everything seems to gel. Everything seems to come together. The kids end up getting to know one another, and it's just you taking the opportunity to, you know, put yourself out there. The number one thing you can do to have a successful playgroup experience, however, is consistency. You go and you make it. That's one of the reasons that um, a lot of the playgroups, mine included, have stayed together longer than the first six months or the first year, is people made the effort, and they said, you know what, every week – 
except for when kids have colds, we are going to be here and we're going to try really hard to, to create these experiences and these relationships. And I find that the age group really does have a big deal. Like I told you, we started our mom's group from a breastfeeding support group when we were all around the same age. Mm-hmm. And then we got to a point where we kept going to this support group and we kept meeting newer and new moms and our the babies kept getting younger and younger. And finally, we just kind of cut it off and said, no more people joining our Facebook group, no more of that. And we'll still be friends with you and we'll still like hang out with you because we're all going through this parent thing together but we were getting sick of like on we have a facebook page and be like how do i how do i do solids and we're like we've been there done that like and we were in a different phase of parenting and we wanted to you know benefit from that stage so i think the age thing i didn't realize it before but it really makes a huge difference because you're just going through it together and the funny part is it makes a huge difference until they hit about four, about three and a half and four. Once walking is not an issue, potty training is not an issue, and um, no yeah, and the naps. Finally, once the naps are gone, it's all good. The whole day's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you wonder, why in the world did I have such a hard time, you know, getting yeah. anything done when these kids were sleeping for three hours? But, um, but yeah, it's definitely important, especially in the very beginning. But then it just kind of ebbs and flows just like life. Hmm. Great. Thanks so much, Tammy. When we come back, we'll talk about playdate etiquette and tips to start your own playgroup. We'll be back shortly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we're back here with Tammy Pence talking about playgroups. So is there play date etiquette? Um, what does the host provide? Guests provide? I mean, all sorts of things like that. You don't pick your nose. I mean, <laughs> right? On. Is there a, yeah. a BYOG, a, a, <laughs> yeah. a bring your own goldfish <laughs> situation? I think everybody's main thing is don't BYOB. Don't bring your own boogers. As long as you bring a healthy kid, everybody yeah, is really happy. Yeah. I say to say beer. I was like, uh, that's not the playgroup I like to go to. Yeah. yeah. No, our playgroup etiquette, we do have something on our website at sandiegoparent.com that um, it's very similar to a list you would have in a public school. If your kids have a fever, if they have diarrhea, you need to keep them home. But other than that, etiquette is Come as you are, bring what you want, and don't expect anything. Right. You know, just come and have fun. In the beginning, when your kids are little, sometimes uh, playgroups are in people's homes or at the local coffee shop. But now, um, you know, it's just come to the park, make sure you've got your name on your toys, make sure that if you bring them, they're going to be up for grabs for everybody. Otherwise, right. you're going to have a, a little bit of sadness and tears, but that's also part of the growing process. And, you know, and that brings up a good point, too, is with uh, kids uh, fighting and, and mm-hmm. bickering and, and things like this. We we ran into a situation in the in the park the other day where uh, our five-year-old was getting picked on, and and he stood up for himself. Mm-hmm. And it was awkward, you know, and then the, the kid's dad came over and he says, hey, you know, it's... What happens? My kid was picking on your kid, and he got laid out for it. Well, so. you don't always have an understanding parent. No. They would be like, "Hey, your kid just, you know, right. trying to step off." So how do you how do you conflict? How do you manage conflict? Um, and at least, what do you teach your your parents? We try and tell the parents that it needs to be something that's going to not be hurtful, that it's not going to be personal, and if you do have an issue with a child, it needs to be a universal experience or a universal 
discussion with everybody. If someone's hitting, everybody needs to come together and kind of like in a classroom. Sure. You sit down all the little three-year-olds and you say it's not okay to hit. Hitting hurts. Keep your hands to yourself, and that's going to be one of our park rules. You don't make it a playgroup rule. You make it a park rule, mm-hmm. and you kind of just use your common sense. Because and go you can from hit, there. you can hit at home, just not the, the park. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally kidding. Kicking is fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Spitting. But what do you do, for example? I mean, I'm sure you've encountered this many times, but you know, there's a parent in the group, and all of a sudden, their kid becomes a biter, and you know, their parenting philosophy is much more laid back, or they don't seem to be doing anything about it. Right? And let him let him work it out. They're okay. Yeah. There's parents. He's that, expressing you know, himself exactly, <laughs> and you you know when you when you play with your you know with your good friends you feel like you can maybe say a little more Mm -hmm. but if it's someone that's fairly you know you don't really know that well you can't really you know you feel limited in what you can say and you don't get your kids to get hurt and stuff so what happens you got these weird political kind of awkward situations it's so-and-so's friend and not your you know what i mean so how do you do you i mean i'm sure some parents exit the group because they feel like their kids getting bitten or hit or you know at times so how does that get dealt with Well, I think one of the good things is that typically something like that is a phase. So you stick around long enough and eventually it's going to go away. And if it doesn't, it is one of those opportunities where you can teach your kids how to stand up for themselves using words instead of using actions. And, you know, take your child with with you while you talk to the other parent or use the opportunity to ask the other parent, hey, my son is trying to learn to tell somebody if he doesn't like something. Would you mind standing here while my son talks to your son? Put it on the kid, (laughs) you know, and just do it in a safe way, of course, and a comfortable way. But um, any problems that I've ever had at the park, fortunately, I haven't had them in my playgroup, but any problems we've ever had at the park always seem to find a way to work themselves out. And in all honesty, parks are huge and they're a nice, safe environment. And if someone's having a problem, you go to the other side and you just redirect your kid yeah. if it gets to that part. What happens if you have um, an unconcerned parent? Because this is, this is mm-hmm. all fine and dandy. If your parent goes, oh, I'm so sorry, let's talk about it, let's talk to our kid. But exactly what we kind of said, I have a friend who's in a play group right now and there's a mom there and her kids hit kick whatever she sits watches laughs like and then when the parent addresses it and has brought it up to the you know she'll just say oh you know you know johnny johnny boy don't do that right you know after laughing Mm -hmm. yeah and and what kind of i mean can you kick them out? I mean, how do, how does that work? Stop emailing them. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the Parent Connection, no, we don't kick anybody out. So if they're active Parent Connection members, if, however, their membership does lapse, then, you know, for safety reasons, yeah. obviously. Um, but any tips and tricks on how to talk to a parent? And to I'm all about con- the honesty. And, you know, sometimes you have to be brutally honest and you have to let somebody know that you don't appreciate how their children are acting towards your kids or otherwise. I try not to bring in any other friends or any other kids and I just discuss with them um, anything that could be uh, focused on my personal kids you know keep it as personal as possible with them between you and and whatever the the issue is and then they'll feel awkward and never come back well (laughs) squeeze them out you know it's like every group it's like you know fortunately um when it comes to playgroups there we haven't had a lot of clicks in in mine at all everybody's found things that 
they have in common. And if you have things that are not in common that you choose not to discuss, you just don't bring it to the park that day. Well, it sounds like that's the natural dynamic, too. I mean, that's that's how we operate everywhere, whether it's Chamber of Commerce meeting or church or, or whatever. We, we, you know, and these are we, we gravitate towards that are most like us. And, and just by being a part of a group in a local area, you you already who has kids, you're already working with people that share geographic similarities, um, uh, parenting similarities. They're joining a group. You're joining a group. So it seems like there's there's chances are it's it's going to get along quite nicely. Yes. And in the grand scheme of things, like I said in the beginning, a playgroup is an opportunity for your kids to get some socialization, for you to get out of the house and be able to talk to somebody else and maybe not have to play Baker's Oven for two seconds at the park and just give everybody an opportunity to get some fresh air and, and get some new insights and hopefully play with some new toys. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some tips? So we've talked about parent... I did the same thing. I stopped myself. Sorry. Um, So we've talked about Parent Connection in San Diego, and there's a lot of people listening from not San Diego. So what are some tips on starting your own group, and um, do you have any recommendations? Well, definitely if you're in San Diego, you want to contact the Parent Connection at www.sandiegoparent.com. But also what I would do if I wasn't in an area that had one is I would go through the hospital because the hospital's got contact information and access to all of the moms, anyone who's given birth, and going through the breastfeeding support groups, going through any sort of groups that are going to naturally bring a parent on, and to just feel confident and feel comfortable going up to someone in the park who has a kid who looks like they're about your child's age. I mean, I talk to people at Target. I talk to people at the grocery store. It's just, it's a funny thing about having a kid. It changes you, and it makes you into someone who's comfortable saying, hey, I like your kid's shirt today. Where did you get it? And then it goes from there. And just taking the step of saying, hey, let's meet at the park at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning and do it and do it within that week. Um, I like to bring a lot of activities in so it's not all about the kids, though. We do the mom's night outs. We do the dad's night outs. We do family picnics. We do field trips. Um we actually go to grocery stores and and go to the police station and the fire station. We go look around. Anything that's going to get us out and about away from our own home for mm-hmm. a couple of hours. Sure. No, it's interesting. We did an interview with Preggy Pals, our, our sister show with Ina Mae Gaskin, and we asked her some tips on um, – actually, it could have been the question we asked for this show was that we asked about what, what are some tips that new parents can take from the animal kingdom. And um, and she talked about how there were these chimps and that they found um, after one had a baby, they, they found each other. And she said that, that after you have a baby, it's the loneliest time. And unless – but we need – we they take our key from the animal kingdom is that we need each other to walk through this and these stages and be a part. And that's what we learn is that you can't do this by yourself. Like we can try and, and there are people that succeed, but when we have people that come alongside us and parent with us alongside and just even the friendship that we develop in these play groups that, um, it really is good for you and your child. So, well, and it's the same for, for, for guys too, for the dads, because I know that I, I, I married into fatherhood. Um, and a lot of my friends, they don't, the, my male friends, they don't understand that, you know, they, they, they're still newlyweds or whatever the case might be. So they're used to shooting pool, uh, Jack and Coke and kind of being the guys. Now I've had two buddies just had babies and they soften up 
so quickly and it's important to have a network out there of other guys that can relate to that because it is kind of a what well, my heart is softer now my tone is softer i'm more patient i'm not that same guy i'm a i'm a more mature man than i was before and so for the guys out there that are thinking you know uh, what am I going to do? I'm going through this weird, oh my gosh, I'm in love with my baby. I'm in love with my wife. I'm in love with my family. All these things that, you know, kind of the culture at large tells us not to attain. Uh, I think a play group would be absolutely essential to meet other dads that are in love with their kid too and watch your kids grow up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things have been really just uh, impactful for us and, and, and maturing as parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question about if, if you're going to start a play group, how often would you recommend to have events? Because not everyone's going to come to every event. Exactly. And um, I, I would imagine you'd want enough out there, though, so you're constantly reminding people, hey, there's a play group. Hey, mm-hmm. there's a way to get involved. But then again, overstimulation is sometimes a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, would you just shut up? If I get another email about this, I'm going to cringe. Yeah. So what is your recommendation, Tammy? I really think the best thing to do is choose one day, one time, and just do it once a week, at least for the first three to six months until you get to know everyone and get to know what it is they're interested in doing. And, you know, change is often scary for some people. So it's kind of nice to choose one location and just keep it there. You know, it might sound monotonous to say we're going to meet at this park at four o'clock every Monday for the next three months. But there's a comfort in that as well. Makes it easy for you. Makes it easy for everyone else. And that's what it's about. You don't need any more stress when you've got little ones at home. Right. Does the group leader need to be there um, or do they need to send out? Because I'm guessing like the, is there an RSVP etiquette? Hey, we're going to be there. You know, what if the group leader's like, I'm really stressed out. I don't want to go today. Uh, That's a great question. And that's something that I found to be really important within our play group is if I wasn't able to be there, I always had somebody who was my official here, be nice and say hello to everyone. And if we have someone new, make sure you introduce that person so that everybody knows that we've got a new member attending. And yes, I did always schedule them when I knew for sure that I was going to be there. And we use a Yahoo group site. And so it's a nice, safe place for us because it's privatized. But it also just says, here's our calendar. Come if you can. Don't worry if you can't. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tammy Pence, for helping us learn about the 411 on Playdates. If you want more information on Parent Connection, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website or visit sandiegoparent.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before we wrap today's show, here's a message from one of our listeners. Hi there. My name is Carrie and I'm calling from Baltimore, Maryland. And I have a question after listening to one of your episodes on child care options. Um, my husband and I, we both work full time and we don't have a lot of time just to kind of get out on our own. It's something we really want to start doing. And I was wondering if, um, your expert, who I believe was Dr. Lori Rappaport, if she would have any suggestions on what couples are to do for, um, if they want to get out for like a date night or something like that. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. 
Great question. And I think they're so crucial. And too often new parents just forego that. But it's really important for you to get out with your partner. Um, There are lots of ways to do it. And I advise people to be creative. One is, of course, a relative, someone that you know that might be willing to provide you some daycare. Local colleges, community colleges, if you live near a university, have job boards where you can get a regular sitter. You could you could advertise, and it's all done online now, where they'll send you a resume, and you can meet them and talk about that. And so you might be able to tie someone in for a Wednesday night sitter, or even um, what I what I often suggest to parents is get someone to come earlier to mom's, 4 o'clock, so you can leave, have a little time to yourself, dress, you know, take a shower instead of rushing out the door, maybe stop at the bookstore, do some errands that you need to do. So when you meet your partner and you go to dinner at 6 or 6.30, you're a little bit more relaxed you feel like you didn't just rush out you've had some time to decompress and the conversation may not all be about your child or your day Um, so that's helpful too is to give yourself a little bit of a buffer and sometimes college students you know by then um, have the schedules that can do that there are high school students that can do that as well and another creative way is to swap with another family so you may have a friend who has a baby or young kids that your kids get along with and someone that you might provide that for each other and take them And in that case, you may want to be creative and not do a late evening, but in fact, meet your your partner earlier or even do lunch uh, where you can swap and do something a little bit different or or go to dinner early at four o'clock with them and come home and be home by bedtime rather than, um, you know, have someone come in. For many of us with more than one child, we're tired by seven. So the thought of going out at that point really isn't hugely appealing, but if we could go out at three and leave the afternoon and the bath time and all that stuff to someone else and come back to put them to bed or come back right after they go to bed, we have the rest of the evening at home, relaxed, we've been out. So you need in the early years to be creative, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, when your kids are running around and content to play in the house, that's a great time to get someone to come over, a high school student, a a relative, so you can go out with your partner for a couple hours or out by yourself. That wraps up today's show. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions for our expert about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com or our Facebook page, and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.